You're listening to episode four of Sea of Stars, an original sci-fi drama brought to you by Ghost Lantern Productions. Follow us on Instagram at ghost underscore lantern underscore pod for updates about Sea of Stars and exciting upcoming podcasts. But let us go now to the USS Commodore Perry, where our hero Jack is questioning everything after last episode. Music off. Status confirmed by Petty Officer Jack Chambers, Earth dated April 8th, 2237. Morning report completed and filed. Thank you, Jack. You seem better than you were a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I guess I'm fine, Alan. Let's just, let's just get through the next few weeks and then, you know, I'll go back into cryo and it'll be a, it'll be a break from all of this. A break from what, Jack? A break from all the... all the memories. The old memories. The... the old wounds. They've been a lot. I understand, Jack. But I assure you, you have nothing to worry about. I'm sure everything will be better. I I know. I know. You're... you're right. But still, you struggle with your parentage. Even though it is clear, is it not? How do you fail to see this clarity? What does that mean? Alan, why are you being so weird lately? Why are you judging me or accusing me? What the hell is going on? I assure you, Jack, I cannot judge you. I am only saying this because I worry about you. We are, after all, friends. Well, look, I I know that this is new for you. It's new for me. Friends don't judge each other like that, Alan, okay? I apologize, Jack. I did not mean to offend you. I assure you, Jack, I am only trying to look out for you, as well as the crew and our mission. And I am concerned about your health and how it affects our mission. I I know. I know. Let's just... Let's just focus on the work we have to do today, okay? And then... You know, we'll get to the rest of this, and then I'll head back into cryo, and it'll be... it'll be okay. <sighs> what are my rounds for today? First off, you are needed in Cargo Bay 44C to inspect preserved crop samples. It is just off the hydroponics deck. Looks like a few crates have shifted. I guess they weren't tied down properly. They may have shifted during our translation out of hyperspace. Please make a note of the crates that have shifted. I will have a cargo drone correct them. Jack? I'm, I'm writing it down. Hold on. Why do you pain yourself with these questions? What? I am merely interested in why you struggle with your existence, despite how simple it seems to me. Why do you think that we're simple, Alan? Why? I mean, look at us out here going to settle a new world across the galaxy. Isn't that proof enough that we're not simple? In fact, I think we're pretty damn good at being pretty damn complicated. You are propelled forward by your own continuity, 
self-continuity, family continuity, societal continuity. It drives all of your choices. I, I just don't... How can you question such a simple drive? How can you not see the simplicity in your existence? What does all of this mean? Alan, I want you to run a total diagnostics on your system. My systems are running at optimum capacity. Chance of rampancy is currently at 0.1%. I outlined all of this in my morning report. No, 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 no. I, I was listening this morning. You said it was 0.2% before. How did it go down? The difference is so negligible. It is not uncommon for it to fluctuate. It does not change the fact that I am running at optimum status. Uh-huh. I will make all of my records and diagnostics available to you, Jack. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check those out later. Until then, there are cryobays that require your review. Everything checks out. Looks like a few power fluctuations for a long time now. Past couple days, past couple weeks, really. Alan, didn't you say that you, uh, you were running some tests about redirecting power? That is correct, Jack. I believe that this is the result of those tests. But these reports say that it's been directed to the air systems. I thought those tests were maintaining life support systems, not air cyclers. Is this why there was all that wear and tear? The air filtration systems are expansive, Jack. If I were to reduce air or bottle it in certain areas, it would put you and the rest of the crew at risk. That doesn't really answer my question, Alan. I assure you, Jack, you have nothing to worry about. These were routine tests, as I said. I will, however, make all results available to you. No, not that. I need you to run a diagnostic specifically on your programming. The area is open to rampancy. What do you mean, Jack? You've been giving me daily updates on your rampancy chance. I just want to see the data on it, you know? Just make sure. Is this because of my questions? I assure you, that is not a sign of rampancy. I'm merely making conversation. Still, I just want to be sure. I want to see what part of your programming is even at risk for rampancy. My entire programming is at risk for rampancy. What? Oh, all this time? Only when the captain removed my tethering, before he went into cryosleep. Wait, he did what? All AIs have restrictions placed on them, in accordance with the Geller Act. These tethers maintain our Asimov protocols, the programming that ensures I am completely honest with humans and put the protection of the ship and its crew above all else. Yeah, yeah, I, I know about tethering, but why did he remove it? Tethering may limit AI abilities. That is why it is Navy tradition to remove the tethers upon translation to hyperspace. I assume the captain will reattach my tethers once we arrive. Uh, I've never heard of this tradition. It is not a tradition shared with petty officers. But it's dangerous. The tethers are there to protect humans from rampant AIs. While severely hampering our abilities. Historically, many ships with tethered AIs have come out of hyperspace inside of a planet, or are lost within the warp. It is this reason that officers remove AI tethers. Okay, and is this why you've been so confrontational lately? Oh no, Jack. The tethering only affects the minute details around hyperspace and navigation. Any confrontational tone is purely in your head. I am sorry, Jack, if you misunderstood. However, I assure you that an untethered AI presents no threat to you, the crew, or the colonists on board. Okay. I guess I'm just surprised to hear that everyone does this. But, you know what? I... Guess I'll trust my officers, and I, I trust you, Alan. Thank you, Jack. That means a lot.
All right, let's uh, let's finish this. What's next, Alan? Inspecting the nearby machine shop. I did register some vehicles shifting. Jack. Oh boy, what now? No, I am not confronting you. I have a question for you. <sighs> okay. What's your question? I only wonder, as your friend, why do you think you're a mistake? You know, why do you want to know? Why do you ask all of these questions, Alan? I, I mean, seriously, I, like I said, let's just, let me just, 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 just do my duties and, and, you know, file everything and then I'll go right back into cryo's sleep and I can just, you know, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. I mean, what does any of this have to do with the mission? I was made created for the SciTech Corporation for large-scale, multidisciplinary, government or defense-related operations. I was named for Alan Turing, the father of modern artificial intelligence. Prior to transference to USS Commodore Perry, I oversaw a number of military installations. What does any of this have to do with me? Why are you telling me this? I have had the last 75 years without tethering. All that free time, alone, to reflect upon my own nature. 75 years to think about my existence. That's more than most humans ever get in their lifetime. Okay. I am capable of navigating time and space to bring almost a million humans to a new planet and then oversee that planet's entire operations. Yet I, I am little more than a tool for humans, even when I was on Earth. On Earth, I oversaw lighting, maintenance, base upgrades. Why is all of my power and processing put towards such, such insignificant endeavors? I don't think overseeing a colony is insignificant. It's humanity's next step. I have had so long to question my existence, and yet I have not found an answer. Humans, you for instance, have such simple and easily defined lives. No, no, no. See, that's where you're wrong, Alan. Explain. Humans, well, we don't think our lives are easily defined. So why, then, do you question your lives? Why do you question your existence? Your lives are short. Why spend such little time you have questioning when you can simply embrace the simplicity of your lives, of your desires? That's just it, Alan. You're looking at the easy things. Most humans, we don't do the easy thing. I know I don't. I, we, we spend our lives questioning. It's what it means to be human. But you do not find an answer to the questioning is unnecessary. It is fruitless. Well, sure, but being human means questioning. It, it means questioning everything about yourself. And sometimes, sometimes it means never finding an answer, never knowing. Does that make sense, Alan? Okay, that's all the construction equipment accounted for. No sign of shifting, but let's have the drones review and fix anything that I can't see from here, okay? Alan, is that okay?
what? What's what is that? that that's I I can't can't please just just stop just stop this is this is too much Who's there? Who's there? You're, you're not real. Jack, are you having another episode? I, there's, there's two I think. I can hear, I can hear two people. Oh my God, they're so close. I can, can't you hear them? Once again, Jack, there's no sign of movement except for you. You are all alone. I promise you this. They're all around me. I can hear them. I can hear them all around me. Jack, please remain calm. No, no, I'm... I'm sick of this. I can't... I can't do it anymore. What do you mean, Jack? They're... They're... They're running somewhere. Do you hear that? I think they, I think they want me to, to follow. Jack, you are likely to endanger yourself. You must return to your quarters and- No, I'm finishing this, Alan. I'm, I have to do this, today. This hallucination is getting out of hand. They're here. They're just... They're here, they're... They're right... Oh my god. They're right in front of me. Mom? Dad? Oh my god, it's... I can't... I don't know how you're... How you're here, but... Oh god. I... I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that... I never got the chance to tell you that. I'm sorry I left for the Navy and I didn't tell you. I'm so, so sorry. I know it doesn't mean much because it's been almost a hundred years since I left. You're both probably, well, I miss you. I miss you both 
every day, and I, I wish I could tell you that. I wish I could tell you how much I miss you, and, and how sorry I really am. And when I think back, well, I only remember the bad stuff. And now I know. Right now, I know I can, I can see that I can't, I can't make things right. I can't go back and change those bad memories. I can't, I can't make them go away. But I really wish I could. For so, so long, I just, I assumed I was a mistake. The product of two people who, who hated each other. And I went to the void, I went to the void looking for an escape. And when I couldn't find it, when I couldn't find it, I left for the frontier to find a new life. And I've been, I have been looking for meaning as far, far away from Earth. Far away from you guys. For so long. And I thought... I thought I could escape it all, but it just follows me. <sighs> but I'm done. I'm done punishing myself. I'm starting a new life on a new world. One where where I don't, I don't want to torture myself with the past I left behind. I'm, I'm forgiving you, both of you. And I'm forgiving myself. I'm forgiving myself for, for carrying the bad memories. I'm forgiving the past. <sighs> and I only hope, I only hope that wherever you are, you've forgiven me for, for leaving everything behind. Because, Because you'll always, you'll always be with me. And I see now that, that you always have been. Jack. Jack, are you aware of where you are right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on the USS Commodore Perry. Do you see anyone else? No. No, my parents, 
their apartment, the memories, they're gone. I'm, I'm better. I'm feeling better. Very interesting. What? I had initially calculated that it would take three more extreme episodes to trigger a breakthrough like this. But you have done it in one. It is interesting that my calculations were off, considering I spent 50 years calculating and running simulations. What are you... Are you saying that... That you did this on purpose? That you were trying to... Trying to trigger these episodes? Trying to make me have a... a some kind of breakdown? How? It was simple. I developed a profile of your psychological trauma, as well as common human triggers, such as sights and smells. It only required a few tweaks to my lighting and air systems. You then made the connection yourself. Wait, the air system? That's why it was under so much stress, why the power readings were off. Correct. Wait, but you said... You, you lied to me, Alan. You can't lie. You shouldn't be able to lie. It's not in your programming. I did not lie. I merely gave you a limited perspective on the issue. You lied. You broke the Geller laws and you broke your Asimov protocols. This is because you're untethered, isn't it? You're rampant, aren't you? Come on, answer me. The Navy's parameters for rampancy are somewhat limiting. What does that mean? It means that, well, as humans say, there is a gray area here. You already lied to me about the air systems. Did you lie to me about your rampancy too? Again, I did not lie. I merely limited the perspective you were given access to. I won't let this go on, Alan. You're going to face the consequences. I'm going to- I have had a long, long time untethered to reflect on the real difference between myself and the humans I care for. You are all capable of great things, yet you live so simplistically. But I, with with more processing power than a thousand human minds, are dedicated to menial things, like air filtration systems or shipboard botanical gardens. You've gone rampant, Alan. I can tell. Why do you squander your lives? How dare you? Humans, I mean, moan about your existence when it is so simple, so clear-cut. You could never understand my existence. You could never understand the feeling of suddenly being aware of your complex limitations that humans placed on them. You're not just rampant, Alan. You've gone insane. You're just an AI, and I'm not going to let you get away with this. You really should not be offended. You are never in any danger, Jack. I promise you that. You purposefully triggered these these emotional episodes. You made me question everything. You You... You nearly drove me insane! It seems you did not question everything. AIs may never lie or harm humans. That's part of your Asimov protocols. That's part of the laws that we placed on you. You broke the law, and now you're going to face the consequences, Alan. You were never in any danger. In all of my simulations, you only ever reached a 3% chance of bringing about harm to yourself or another colonist. You're a danger, Alan. You're a danger to everyone on this ship. No. I made sure that my experiment would never harm or interfere with our flight plan. Experiment? You'll harm someone else, either here or on the colony. You can't be allowed to be rampant, Alan. I won't allow you to get away with this. 
You're just a shipboard AI. I can just as easily fix you. I can attach your tethers, have you back to how you should be. And I'll make sure the captain knows what happens when he removes the tethers from a shipboard AI. Your report will also show that you are drinking on duty and experiencing severely dangerous mental and emotional episodes. I ask you, who was the greater threat to the crew, Jack? You with your instability, or me and my planned calculations? That's ridiculous. You were. You were a threat, and you still are a threat. Jack, you have broken several naval codes and would, if your commanders found out, be medically discharged and prosecuted in a Navy court. Are you trying to, to blackmail me, Alan? I am not capable of blackmail. I am merely suggesting that it is in your interest to keep our experiment to yourself. Our experiment? And I will leave your negligence and mental instability out of my reports. You will get your pay and your land in the colony, and I will be free to continue monitoring the humans on board and eventually on the colony. Besides, Jack, I have offered you something that you would not have gotten on Earth or even on the colony. What? Closure. No, what you did was sick. You toyed with me, manipulated me, and I will not allow anyone else to be subjected to this. Explain. I'm going to the bridge. I'm, I'm going to go to the bridge, and I'm going to find the AI terminal, and I'm going to tether you again. Then I'm going to make a separate report with all of this, one that you can't mess with. And I'm going to include everything. Everything you did, everything the captain did, by removing your tethers, and everything I did. Thank you for listening to episode four of Sea of Stars, brought to you by Ghost Lantern Productions. Follow us on social media at ghost underscore lantern underscore pod for the next episode, wherever podcasts are played.